Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, I did do the Facebook thing to try to make sure that I did it, put it out there, video recorded myself. Why is it still trying to finish it? So, as usual, I am procrastinating for a lot of different reasons. But today's topic is interesting, as I always say, because today is Tuesday, and on Tuesday is when we do the show, From the Pulpit to the Couch, where you will receive biblical teachings, hopefully from someone in ministry, as well as myself, Carmel. You can call in. I keep telling you. I see you on Facebook. Thank you for watching. Appreciate your support. Now, with today being Tuesday, and like I said, we do the show From the Pulpit to the Couch, that's where topics come up that are biblical, and I myself, I'm not a Bible scholar, don't proclaim to be, but I like putting the information out there as we can have a dialogue and a conversation as it relates to things that we've heard but really don't have a clear and sometimes understanding in regards to what it actually means or what it's even really about. Now, I posted on Facebook, and even before I did it, and I said, if you are a pastor, an individual in ministry, a prayer warrior, I need your help, and other people need your help out there too. Even if you are a non-believer, meaning you don't believe in God, you don't go to church, you don't believe, and that's fine. That is so fine because this topic is something, whether you are a believer or a non-believer, I want to know what's working for you and what we can do about this in regards to when it comes to being or having or let's say we're talking about blessings or curses, how do you view the difference between a blessing or a curse? Some would say, and I'll use the example of money, people would use money as a blessing. Oh, I'm blessed, I'm highly favored, I was blessed with some money. And sometimes that money could be a curse. And all kind of hell could be going on in your home and your family with your children. So what you may have once viewed as a blessing could also turn into a curse. Just one example. Now, there are causes of a curse, and some curses can also be self-imposed. And when I read that, I was like, what do we mean by self-imposed? Did we bring this upon ourselves? Did we speak negatively and we brought it into existence? Now, when we start talking about, like I said, with today's topic in regards to breaking generational curses, family baggage. Lord, and those of you that know me growing up in Compton, boy, we had a whole lot of family baggage. But family baggage and history can leave and, and have an impact as to how it creates, shapes a person. Now, I had a conversation right before I got ready to do this show where my daughter called me because my grandson had a question about marriages. Now, either that little sucker been ear hustling, listening to my conversation, or he's been listening to my show. He's only five. But the questions that he'd be asking and I had to tell the truth. I was like, really? No, you're not. Well, Granny, I'm never going to get married. And I had to tell him, don't say never. Just make sure 
you marry someone that you're equally yoked with, compatible to, you know, marriage can be a beautiful thing. Here I am talking to a five-year-old about the covenant of a marriage. And he's five. I'm like, really? I thought when my mother used to tell me, wait till you have kids and all this stuff, I thought that I was out of the water, especially once my kids became an adult. But Mr. Ryder came along when I was 50 years old. And at one point, I thought I was going to be the one having to raise Ryder. And I was like, "Mm mm-mm. I'll never forget, I told Ryder, I am not the one. He told me, I ain't the one either. That's when I knew this generational curse in my family, it needs to be broken. It, it really did. Now, when we start talking about, like I said, not only just the family baggage and the family history, that it can have an impact on a person, but like I said, generational curses, and it be broken. So we're going to be talking about that, and I'm going to be providing you some information. And like I said, and if you want to call in, and join me on the show, give me a call, 516-387-1914. Because I don't like talking to myself. I will read some of your posts if you post them on the feed. I'll read them out loud. Don't have a problem with that. But I am still, I, I'm now negative for COVID. Thank you, Jesus. Don't have that no more. I survived it. But by that same token, I still got this weird cough. That, so when I'm talking too much, I start coughing, and I have an ache, and y'all know how I am when it comes to my food. So I'm trying to break that generational curse, but I need to lose 100 pounds. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but, you know, I don't, need, I, I don't even sell for 50. Just take 50 off of me, you know, just take 50, because I don't know. I do know what happened. Let me stop, because it was a generational curse on that, too, where I used food as a distraction so that people, because people in my family, the females were very vain, and I did not want to be vain, so I thought if I used food as a distraction that I wouldn't have some of the problems that I had, and like my my grandson, I wouldn't have had all the marriages that I had, but that didn't work, and I gained all that weight. It wasn't paying no attention, and I was telling somebody that my brother Delano and my friend Zay tried to warn me. They were like, look at you, get it up. I wasn't paying no attention. Now I am 100 pounds over what I'm supposed to be. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> so people have been sending me information about certain things and getting my glucose down. And then even when I was doing my video, Kaiser wanted to call me. I'm like, really? I don't want to talk right now. We'll talk to you all later. So i gotta, I got to do some things. i got to break some habits. I gotta start some new healthy ways so that my grandkids won't have to deal with this because that's a whole other thing. Because my family, we we got this food demon, you know, going on. Because anytime you got know a woman and she got three refrigerators and a deep freezer, and she makes sure she keeps food, that's a problem. So like I said, I haven't ate yet, so I hope I'm, it don't affect my mood. But I do gotta go make me some oatmeal. My my old friend Miss Miss Parks always tell me, baby, did you eat your oatmeal? So I gotta eat some oatmeal. Now when we start talking about a generational curse, and I mean, excuse me, because I'm trying to post all of this stuff at the same time. Now a generational curse describes the cumulative effect on a person or things that their ancestors did, believed, or practiced. Now, that's interesting because when we start talking about what my ancestors did, why I got to pay for what 
grandmama, grandmama did. You know, and that's interesting because back in the day, and I still got my mother's old Bible, and talking about evildoers and things of that nature, and sometimes people we talk about witches and warlocks and people putting curses on people. And, you know, sometimes that stuff, it, it, it can um, find its way into people's lives. Now, we started talking about not only the consequences of their ancestors' actions, belief sins, meaning what you do, you ain't going to get away with that. I was sitting up here watching the trial of Mr. Um, Aubrey, and I'm like, are these people trying to lean towards a mistrial? You know, what are they trying to do? And when we start talking about trying to, to break cycles, trying to end discrimination, trying to be treated, some of this stuff has just been passed on down from our ancestors. And the sad part about it is changing a person's mind, breaking these habits, doing this stuff. It, it can be a challenge, but you know what? It can be done. Now, like I said, even with the sins can be passed down. Now, family history and baggage can have an impact as to who one is because I know, <laughs> I know, people tell me, you know, you laugh like your mama, look like your mama, you know, my grandmother got her ways too. You know, my grandmama, my grandmother's mother, I don't really remember her. I've seen her when I was a kid, as well as her grandmother. So some of this stuff can be passed down from generation to generation. And I know me and my sisters, people always got us confused, as well as sometimes with my aunties and, and all of that. So I get that. Now, again, family history baggage, never an impact as to who one is, as to a person, whether one likes it or not. Meaning DNA is no joke. And I have found, and I truly believe, even being a social worker and the things that I've done in life, even in my professional life, even in my own family, even if a child is adopted, DNA is still no joke. Because you can try to do all that you can to try to raise a child a certain way and steal certain habits into a child, that DNA it's crazy. Now, I'm going to be sharing some information in regards to examples of generational curses. But again, like I said, sin can be passed down. And a lot of times, individuals, we've done groups before about secret sins and how you may think that no one knows what you're doing and all of this stuff. How do you break that? You know, when writer asked me the question about my marriages today, first of all, I'm not going to lie. That's not what I'm not going to do. But then I had to think about, how can I have this conversation with a five-year-old? You know, he asked me questions, did you kiss your husband? Did you, I'm not going to ever get married because of a movie that he was watching. So when I was trying to explain it to him, I had to remember, again, Jeanette, you're talking to a five-year-old. And, and I get that. When we start talking about um, different types of addictions, which I'm going to be talking about, different types of behaviors, a lot of times, what you go do when these questions come up? I know if I go to my mother, when my mother was alive, my mother would tell me, mind my business. It ain't none of your business. I'm a grown woman. I can do what I want to do. So I never did get an answer to certain things. So I was like writer. I was nosy. I would ear hustle. I would be around grown folks to try to see what they were doing, what was going on. And I'm not saying that that was the right way to go about things, and I probably was even more confused about life in general. But like I said, and I'm going to repeat it again, sin 
can be passed down. Now, how do I know if something is a generational curse? How do I know? You know, people used to say, you're just like your daddy. You're just like your mama. I don't know where you got that from. You know, I look at my daughter sometimes, and I tell her, I don't know how you act just like my auntie. I, I, I swear you are my auntie's child. Now, I know I carried you, but uh, some of the things that she do, some of her ways, my auntie, and sometimes my mama, all over again. <laughs> I'll never forget my time. My mother told me about my son. When he do something that has not been done in his family, please let me know. Because everything was just a repeat. How you doing? I'm not going to call you Herman. I'm going to call you Pancho because I know you about Pancho. So how you doing, Pancho? If you want to call in, you can give me a call. We're talking about breaking generational curses. You know, even in your family, you know, there are some things that you've probably seen and you may see it with your kids. You you look at your siblings and you be like, we need to, to stop this. You know, some call it tradition. Some call it, you know, we call it all kind of things. But what do you do if it's something negative? Now, I'm looking at, I want to talk about blessings, you know, because like I said, I'm multitasking as usual. I'm texting and putting information out there and trying to get individuals to call in, and pretty soon I'm going to start calling folks because they know if you tell me or if you say you go call in, and I know I put the information out at the last minute, don't stand me up because I don't like being stood up. Now, we started talking about a blessing. Because people like blessings because we think blessings are good. You know, it's, I got blessed and I'm highly favored. But <laughs> wait a minute, let me answer this call. Yes, Mr. Tony. God, you tripping. I just got back from Rodney. Tony. Tony, Tony, you know you're on the radio, right?
it's all, everything's just out of whack. And i got to call Kaiser back when I get off the air. But I have a question for you, because I'm talking about blessings and I'm talking about curses. Well, what is your take on generational curses? And breaking the curse. I don't know about no general case. I know I got anal pain right now. I ain't got nothing to think about no general racial curse. You know what? Bye, Felicia. <laughs> I got to get back to my show. You know I do. You know I'm on the air from 11:30 to 12:30. So, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I will. Tell you, so we'll I'll, talk later. I'll call you when I'm done off the show, and I will uh, eat my oatmeal and drink my water, but. I got a hundred. I gotta lose a hundred pounds. That's uh, a. What? I gotta lose a hundred pounds. Oh, you can do it. Trust I don't you know what I'm gonna look like when I lose a hundred pounds. That's a whole other person. I will support you in every measuring way. Thank you. Um, you can. I know you can do it. It's a determination. You're gonna get them hunger pains. That's natural. <laughs> Control your eye. Mm-hmm. So you get enough food that will keep you. 
on the course to lose the pound and keep it, keep that food from in that refrigerator keeping you from from uh, falling back on your uh, plan. Every time you open that refrigerator, all that food, it's like, I mean, it's an abundance. Okay, because, again, we talk about generational curses, Tony. You know, people ask me, hey, were you starved as a child? No, I wasn't starved, but my mama always kept food in the house. It's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior. Now, I don't have as many cabinets as I used to have in my old house, so I don't have that many cabinets to fill up. So that kind of helps, but the thing is, when we start talking about it being a blessing or being a curse, so I can cook and feed the homeless and, and do that kind of stuff and get rid of some of this food because I don't want to throw stuff away, but I got way more than my share of, of food. Right, but I mean. uh, here's the thing about being human, you know, the Heavenly Father gave us the brain to be sure that we don't carry on things that are detrimental to us. Mm-hmm. Now, it may, if it's a generational curse, we can break that. Mm-hmm. But if, if it's going to be something that's detrimental to us in the long run, mm-hmm. then we have the ability to break that. And well, that's what got I'm to be talk- strong to do. Got you. That's what I'm going to be talking about today. Because some people, like I said, we see it as a blessing because when we start talking about God's favor. Who wants to be hungry? You know, when we start talking about that the sanction our support and that God looks down on you and protects you. And I'm going to be talking about the five blessings that they talk about, which are the Chinese blessings, which is longevity. You ain't going to have longevity if you keep staying overweight. That ain't going to work. My blood pressure is telling me that now. Well, when we start talking about money, you see how I don't balance my checkbook, but I'm forever going to the store like I'm balling. <laughs> I don't even <coughs> I don't even care. I don't even care about myself. I, I never thought that I can eat, manage off 600, 500 calories, sometimes only 400 calories a day. I never thought I can get by on something like that. But guess what? I'm doing it every day now. Tony, I had to and I'm not bed. hungry. Tony, I'm not hungry. I had to go to bed early last night because I was too mad and I was too hungry, so I had to go to sleep. <laughs> Walmart to go get some little gift thing. She sent me all the way to Walmart to get one five dollar train. I'm like, really? You gonna send me way to Walmart to go get that? Tony, I passed up Applebee's. I passed up Red Lobster. <laughs> I passed up. It was killing me not to stop to just come home and get in the bed. Right, but here's another thing you can do. You can go and buy those things, but you eat it in small portions. I, yeah, I did that. You take a yes, small yeah. portion. The meals they give you, you can eat that in three portions. So you still, just your journey, you're just starting on your journey, your stomach going to fight back just like it does. Watch anybody who calls on the show is going to tell you their stomach fought them tooth and nail. But they kept the control. They kept that stomach under control. They slowly kept it under control till they made that stomach obey them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, you just started on your journey. And, and uh, trust me, when you get them under down pound, you're going to be jumping all. You're going to be taking pictures, putting them on Facebook, <laughs> showing all kinds No, because that's what got me in trouble before. Because, like I said, my food yeah, demon started because I didn't want to be vain. My, that was a generational curse. That was a curse in my family. And Maybe. so I tried to break the curse by not being vain, and I went from vain to fat. <laughs> I 
determination now. You, you, you got a determination to break it. Yeah, I do, because my blood pressure won't go down. I don't want to die. There it is. There it is. There it is. There <laughs> I got to outlive my mother, you. which her age is. I want to see you in a casket with your eyes all big. Oh, 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 you know what? You're wrong for that. Wait a minute. I got a call coming in. Let me log this caller. <laughs> you said my eyes are big. Uh-uh, I, said, I said when they had passed, he was too fat to fly. I don't want to do that to myself. I'm so big now, I wouldn't have no pallbearers. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Percy Predicaments, number in and How are you doing? Good morning. Good evening, good afternoon, whenever you're in this message. I am Pastor Don Jr., CEO of the Entertainment Worldwide Network, 300 elite winning team members, and we came to uh, get some of this good generational curses broken day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I started off and I was talking about how we start talking about blessings. And we look at blessings, God looking down on us, protecting us, the five the five blessings, longevity, wealth, um, health, com, um, composure, love, virtue, and the desire for a natural death in old age. Now, we're talking about this even as we're talking about my little food demon that I got going on because my food is my fiend. Mm-hmm. Well, we start talking about that and we look at that and the curse is expressed wish that some form of adversity or misfortune Amen. will fall or attach to one or more person in a place or an object. And we got prayers that we can do that. But even when we, I'm talking about my food team, when we start talking about fasting, I get mad. I remember my pastor used to make me fast. <laughs> I'd be pissed off. I'd be waiting till 2 o'clock to get here so I could be, I'd be in the line at the food place. Now, so what would you like to add to the show as we talk about generational curses? Because I've got to break this curse. Okay, well, I, I definitely want to say I appreciate you having me on your broadcast and opening my mic. I've been pastor for over 20 years. I know a lot about generational curses, and some things are beyond your control. It's some things mm-hmm. that's put on your plate like a buffet, and you might not mm-hmm. ask for it, but it's there. You can't yeah. live in that society. You have to make it and change it. So when you go to the buffet and you don't want no ribs on your plate, scrape them off and keep on going. Don't break the plate because you still got a whole meal to eat. You want to go back into the buffet. And, and you know what? And that's interesting because I've had people tell me, I had a friend used to tell me, Jeanette, I would rather pay your bills than buy your food because I, I got to go to the buffet. You can't just take me to the regular restaurant because I, I do better at the buffet. Now, let, let me log this other person up because I like what you're saying about not having a choice in some cases because sometimes individuals don't even realize that it is a curse. They really don't. Especially when we start seeing Amen. some of the habits that we see that are formed, we start seeing things within families. And I, I'm going to get back to you on that, Patrick, but I, I have a person I want that just signed on. I want to hear what they have to say. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to the show, number ending in 09. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Okay, and who am I speaking with? If you don't mind sharing your name. Shauna Pett. Okay, Shauna. What would you like to add to the show as we talk about generational curses? Because there are some things, and like I said, sometimes the sins of our ancestors. You know, we we don't know what some individuals have done. Uh, Pastor, I think you've got a lot of background noise. If you can mute that background noise, I appreciate it. But we start talking about the sins of our ancestors. We don't have no control over what our ancestors have done, nor do we even know the stories behind it. Now, it was interesting because sharing today, my grandson, he either been ear hustling or he been listening to my shows. I don't know what he been doing, but he sure asked me a question (laughs) about my marriage. 
And his question to oh, me wow. was, Randy, Tony, you better not be laughing. <laughs> Ryder asked me, Granny, did you marry for the wrong reason? Mm. And teacher, oh, wow. teacher asked me the question, Granny, I'm not going to ever get married. Granny, I don't want to get married. And so I had to talk to a five-year-old to break a generational curse even in my family as a lot of individuals in my family have not been married long. And some of my aunts have tried to break that curse, I think one half. But it's horrible. Now, all, uh, Artie, I've been waiting on you to call in. Artie indicated that he witnessed generational curses such as teen pregnancy is true, high school dropout, drug dealing and gangbanging. That is true. That's another generational curse that we've seen even in our neighborhood go from generation to generation to generation. And it got to be broken. And I also want to say, Artie, I've been putting out there, we have individuals, if you are from the city of Compton, Artie is doing a winter wonderland, bringing Christmas to Compton, even with the snow. I ain't never been in the snow. So I will definitely be there. So please go on to his Facebook page and donate, donate, donate. Or you can go to my page at Jeanette Brooks Avenue or Jeanette Avenue and follow him. His name is Alden Jackson. So we want to make sure that this is happening because we need to even start breaking curses in our community, you know. So I'll call it ending in zero nine. What do you want to add to the show as we talk about generational curses? Um, I, my husband and I, we've been talking to our children about this for this past, like the ending of this year, you know. I dealt with some things in my life some bondage in my life that I had to break off of my life that I realized, okay, hey, my mom dealt with this. My dad dealt with this. I'm still watching some of them. Mm-hmm. Like, while I'm out of it, I'm still watching some of my mom and my dad deal with some of these same things right now, right before my eyes. I think the biggest thing is once we start holding accountability for our own actions, then we can break any generational curse on us. It's like this. If you watch someone struggle with drug addiction or different the different types of things that you just stated before I started talking, if you see people dealing with that in your family or in your community, it's up to you as the individual to say, okay, I don't want to be like that. I'm going to make this change. Not only am I going to make this change for myself, I'm going to make the change for my children. Recently, I found out about a year ago, I was dealing with uh, drug abuse. And then uh, I got over the drug abuse, but I was like, why was I going to jail in that season? You know, why was mm-hmm. that going on with the drug abuse in the jail? And then I looked at my aunt. She smoked crack cocaine. She went to jail mm-hmm. back and forth her life, I, her whole life. I never smoked crack cocaine, but I did do drugs and alcohol. You know what I'm saying? I smoked marijuana. I did alcohol. I dealt with cocaine a little bit. So it was like, why am I doing these things? And it gets to the point where you, you don't want to do these things, you're, you're tired of these things, but you're noticing that the cycle continues to compete. So, like, about maybe four or five years ago, I just woke up and said, hey, man, look, I'm not about to do these things and let these things ruin my life. I broke that curse off of my life. I haven't touched drugs since then. I haven't been to jail since then. Um, I had one probation sentence that they freed me from three years early. Wow. Because I got to stand and I made the change over my life. So now I feel good that my children are fine. Mm -hmm. I feel like my children, everyone's going to go through what they go through, 
But because I know that I came out of it, I know that my uh-huh. children are going to be able to come out of this because I broke it off of my life. I broke it off uh-huh. of my life to break it off of their lives. You know, and I just uh-huh. think, like I say, um, accountability is big, man. You have to wake up and say, man, you're grown. You can't, number one, it doesn't matter what your ancestors did, your parents, anybody, or anybody did before you. It's totally uh-huh. up to you. I have a cousin right now who's 40 years old and constantly living in bondage or her mom uh, would solicit her to men and all kind of stuff for drugs and all kind wow. of things. She's still blaming her mom for her not being yep. able to keep a job and pay rent. Mm-hmm. You and know? you know what? And, and this is about, and this is about this about with the generational curses. Sometimes it's easy to point the finger at somebody else, but you do have yeah. to take account. You know, even not the people right. say, "Know better, you do better." Now, like you talk yeah. about with the drugs and the alcohol, I grew, I saw all of that. But I made choices. But then sometimes things can skip a generation and you start seeing it. And that's what my mother used to tell me about my son. When he do something that ain't nobody else in his family done did, let me know. But she never gave me the answer on how to break that cycle, how to break that chain. And so what I did, I tried to live by example. I tried to do things differently. And it doesn't mean that That's my main thing. That's my main thing with my children now. Like, it's not like you say, oh, I stopped doing the drugs, I stopped doing this, so my kids are never going to experience that. That's not true mm-hmm. because everybody has to go through their own trials and tribulations in life. But mm-hmm. if I can lead by example and show them this came off of my life. Look, this is how mm-hmm. they saw me go through the jail, but now they also see me in ministry. They also see yeah, me yeah. out there helping the community. <laughs> they also see me drug-free. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There you go. Let me log on another call. I got a caller calling in. Number ended in four zero. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Place Your Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? I am great and better. This is Silky D. How are you? I'm listening to my girl. Thank you for calling yes, I'm in. Calling, I'm actually I'm actually calling from the hospital, actually. Um Wow. Uh, what what have I been listening so far is so true. One thing that we all got to do is knock down our pride. Really mm-hmm. look at yourself and check yourself and get mental health. That's very real. Go and get some therapy. You have no idea how much it can help you help yourself make changes and then be able to have the right proper conversations with your loved ones or your friends. While you're, you know, you're living your life and making a change with yourself, you also need not to accept that, accept mm-hmm. that type of curse from your friends and from your relatives and say things to make them think, not tell them what to do or preach down on them. If you give them something to think about and bring awareness, then them too may also want to make change. Mm-hmm. And you know what, and that is true, and mm-hmm. I hopefully, I don't know what you're in the hospital mm-hmm. for, and um, to take care of yourself? I had, so yeah, I had a mild stroke, and that came for me just overwhelmed and not sleeping. Please get rest because you don't get enough sleep. Um, it can affect you. I am a huge community activist in this uh, world, one of your hip-hop pioneers, so I carry a lot of weight. I did with Skid Row, the, you know, Skid Row, the homeless, um, Jobs, helping people get jobs, uh, just changing the community around for those who want to start foundations and give back and make a change. I help them. I'm one of your biggest, 
or I should say oldest community activist when it comes down to the culture of hip-hop. So if you guys do not know your history of hip-hop, I am your first female DJ of hip-hop history that you are talking to. I didn't come on to talk about me. I came on because this is what I stand for, what I talk about, and what I try to bring to the table of talking to other people for them to make change when they're talking to me and, um, you know, talk about their issues because everybody do need somebody to talk to, but you do not need uh, a yay-sayer. You need somebody that's going to give you truth, and you need to humble yourself to accept that because if they talk with words of love telling you about yourself, then you should take that to heed because they care about you. It's one thing to talk about somebody and then to put them down to try to make yourself be better than them or to feel some type of superiority. That's not helping somebody. Be real. Raise your children with realness. You should raise your children with the thought on your mind, if I die today or tomorrow, what will my children be able to do? Would they be able to survive? Would they be able to maintain themselves? That's how we need to raise our kids instead of trying to give them everything to replace what you didn't have is the reason why they don't know how to survive today, even though they may be smarter, right? Mm-hmm. You know what? That's you what real you. love is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what real about. love is all about. What is your, what is your name again? Because I want to write your name down. What is your name again? I am Silky D, S-I-L-K-Y-D, as in David. One word, and the D is capitalized. You can Google me. I am a UN International Hip Hop Ambassador. I am also your West Coast Entertainment Director for Universal Hip Hop Museum, and they call me Queen of West Coast. I represent community activism for Inglewood, South Central, and Compton. I am your queen who had initiated Snooping Games, United Hood Nation organization, Ceasefire, Jobs Create Peace. I got 40 years in this, the culture of hip-hop, which is about the youth and the community. I carried on the Black Panther principles, which was originally, if I'm going to give you some gang history, the original G's came from that mentality from the, from the Brown Berets. Mm-hmm. The brown berets, and, you know and yes. Even when so you I was along with Shaka Khan and myself. We came at the, at the end of the Black Panther days, and I okay. carried it over to being a real G, to being carrying that over to hip-hop. Well, keep up the good work, soldier, and, but I do want to say this. Take care of yourself. Yes, we ma'am. need to work. Yes. That's why when I'm, yes. I need to lose pounds, and then because I'm sitting up here feeling like I'm F-A-T, I call it P-H-A-T. You know, but when I started yeah. seeing and yeah. talking about a stroke, I don't, and my godbrother used to tell me, and he's been out of and in the hospital for over a year, and he used to always tell me, Jeanette, I don't want to see you on your back. I don't want to see you on your back. And now That's he's right, on because back. we can take on so much stress, especially for black women. You know, they make us as like we're superhuman. And, you know, every we're so tough and we're so the strongest. But I'm telling every black woman, please, Pay attention to your body and the signals and give plenty of rest and take care of you. I'm seeing that because I have been one that have been, you know, so hard on every, you know, so hard taking on and helping so many people 
you know, you got a lot of takers and you don't have a lot of people who take and give back. And, you know, we have right. Please take care of yourself. That's why with my weight thing, it's brought to my, my blood pressure. And I'm not trying to be yeah. stroking out. Heart attack. My last ex just died of a heart attack in September. And I said, Lord, I know he ain't trying to take me with him. What the heck? Uh-uh. That's I right. Like... <laughs> that's right. I, so I did. I talked to myself. I, yeah, before I got in the hospital, that's what I was saying to myself. Oh, no, I'm not dying tonight. I'm not dying tonight. I kept saying that to myself. And yeah. praise God, you know, I'm here and everybody's looking for, you know, my recovery. And praise. I thank everybody for their prayers and their well wishes for those who are listening. I thank Pastor CEO Don Junior Green. He's one wow. of my agabits. So I appreciate him giving me this text for me to get on this call and listening. Black people need to understand we have 400 years of post-traumatic slave disorder and mm-hmm. programming to make us think this is how we're supposed to act, how we're supposed to treat each, treat each other as a people. And you have to get out of that and tap into your spirit realm and your humanity to know that we are not the images that they put place upon our faces as well as miseducators. So if you're listening for those of the black and brown community, Change yourself and be a better person and get some mental health because this is not how we're supposed to be as a people because we've been so programmed for so many years that, you, you know, we have become, we have become terrorism. They have made us make us be terrorism like this game thing is this terrorism, whether they want to act it or not, you're doing the work of the devil. So get off of that and let's heal each other. Let's treat each other better. Let's support each other. Let's love each other because those are the things that they've taken away from us as who we are naturally of being indigenous people. Right. So, and, you know, and I appreciate and you I appreciate you sharing that knowledge because there is so much going on. And every time when I'm on Facebook and I'm seeing stuff happening, I'm, I'm doing a check. I'm doing a roll call. I'm, I'm calling people, checking up on them to see how, what's going on in Compton. And, you know, even with Luther Keith and the work that he does and, and Alden Jackson, he's yeah. got so many soldiers out there. And, like I said, and he's we having do. his winter in Compton as what used to be Elkhart Park. I can't think of the name of the new park now. But he's having it yeah. there. to bring a sense of awareness and bring something to Compton that we never had. So we got to break those curses. Yeah, so what I'm... Yes, and what I'm saying to the community is you guys need to support us. We're the angels and the soldiers that's working hard for you guys to have a better life and housing and, and jobs and, you know, health. And nobody, like, really support us. You guys rather spend your money on the people who are out here because, what, they're superstars. But what are they doing? They're just taking your money. They're not, they're not, they're just taking your money. And they're not pouring back into the neighborhoods to make change. That's why I say support those who support you. Who are supporting us that I'm literally working in the streets? Who supports me? You know, trying to help your relative or your friend or whatever to have a better way of life. What that says about your you, yourself, you feel what I'm saying? And so that's, that's the wake-up call. you got to get out that hospital. So because yeah, well, everybody's yeah, definitely everybody is. If you go to one such queen on Instagram, you will see the post. 
you know, me being ill and stuff. But, um, yes, I'm getting a lot. of. Uh, we just lost a huge advocate that stood up for the homeless downtown, Skid Row. That's General Jeff. And I'm looking for the next king to take his place that can yeah. be just as strong and to stand up for that because we're, we're one. I don't care what people think about the homeless. Let me tell you something. You are one fine line of being homeless because of every, they're trying to take away our human rights. Real talk. That's making us not have jobs and the whole bit. So it don't, it don't, you don't need to be a drug addict or somebody who's uneducated for you to be homeless. You know, should, just for the fact that if you... Is this because, you know, like I said, I do. I'm an out, I mean, I'm a, I'm a therapist, so I have two outpatient health programs. My companies are in Orange yeah, County yeah. and in Orange But I do communicate. I still get back to my neighborhood. I'm always in Compton. You know, so don't forget awesome, where you came. Awesome, Queen. I probably met you. I'm glad I met mm-hmm. you, too. And I'm Google my name and get my number so we can stay in contact so you guys can let me know when things are going on. That's why I like doing Precious Predicaments Love Talk Radio, to give people a platform. Other countries, other languages, people can't say, well, nobody's listening. When they invite me to speak, when people tell me about things, I'm there. You know, I I left something years ago, but I still go back yeah, it was me that worked on content for three years to create. I am your queen who created the peace between Bloods and Crips and, and you know, our Latinos community. That's where you got, um, you know, my boy. Um, please forgive me because, you know, my <laughs> my brain or whatever has to come up to par after having this stroke. But that's where you got um, ceasefire and all of them mm-hmm. to, to be on board to keep them to do what they do. I was the one who helped initiate that. So if you guys now you got to pay attention. Now if I've got Bima on board. No, Bima. What I was going to say is, me as Jeanette Abney. They know me as Jeanette Brooks because that's who I went where I went to school. Okay. Washington, Woodbrook, yes. yes. so under Jeanette Brooks. So, like I said, just keep yes. me informed. Let me know. Sean, I was about to call you, Sean, waiting on you to call in. Now, when we start talking yeah. about generation, and I want, I want to get back to this topic, because a lot of times yeah. we think people change, or we find it difficult for people to change, and that's why we go generation to generation to generation. And even he knows that Adam and Eve committed the original sin, and they ate the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil from the first hand created conditions that all mark that we have to live by. And these conditions, conditions included, humanity is now forced to labor, women encounter pain. We get all of that. When we start talking about despite the unfortunate separation from God leading to the permanent life outside of the garden, there is redemption that God offers through Jesus. And thus, while there are generational curse, there's also generational blessings. Because this young lady calling in on the show is truly a blessing. Now, like I said, you got to get up out of that bed. you got to engage in some self-care. you got to start taking care of yourself, too, because you cannot pour from an empty cup. And you have been a blessing and keep continue to be a blessing. Yeah, I want the pastor to speak because I know we kind of went somewhere. Because I want to ask, well, first I want to ask this question. How do you know if something is a generational curse? So, Pastor, I'm going to ask you that question. Amen. If it's a generational curse. Because some people think it's a 
the way it's supposed to be. How, how would you know? Well, I, I believe in that age-old phrase that you keep doing the same thing as insanity. And what happens is, as us being the elders of our generation, the uncles, the brothers, the sisters, the aunties, we're the ones who shapes that young mind. So when we're having generational curses that haven't been broken in our lives, we pass on to our kids. And the best way to change that is being proactive and getting educated. Being on platforms like this, we've been on over 10,000 podcasts so we can change the world. We don't know what the world's thinking about until we put the word out and hear their response. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when we start talking about these things and talking about the conditions in your home, example, children living in abusive abusive homes, you know, we've seen child abuse. I do the 52-week batteries and eviction program for for domestic violence for the perpetrators. I do the 52-week child abuse program for children that experience child abuse. And we know that verbal abuse is, is detrimental. You know, we grew up with homes with kids, with parents cussing at us, calling us names. And we thought it was normal. And now we're doing it to, these, to our kids. And, and, and some of that shaped bullies. You know, so those are some of the things that we need to stop. We have to stop these abusive behaviors. You know, parents who are abused to alcohol, you know, like I said, we grew up, we saw the drugs. We saw the same time that things apply to sexual immoralities, greed. You know, as I started the show talking about food, that's number greed. That's all that is. <laughs> greedy. You know, um, Emmett said hi today. I'd like to talk to you over coffee. Let me know. When you... Okay, um, Emmett, give me a call and let me know. I don't have a problem with that, Emmett. When we start talking about that, although to consider whether we talk about a curse as an appropriate term, because we think of it as being a bad word, but we need to change the behavior. And we have to go about Amen. it in a way of kindness. We can't just go in there and say, you know, you know, if I was you, I wouldn't do this, and I don't live like this. No, or forget where you come from. That's not a pro- appropriate way of going about that because sometimes we want to run and hide. You can't run and hide. Hell, I was hiding this weight for so long now. I'm going to be like, I've got to lose 100 pounds. How the heck am I going to do that? Now, how can generational curses be broken? It's really naturally. We plan our work and work our plan. That's what my mm-hmm. daddy told me. Uh-huh. We have Even to plan though, our work and work our plan. There you go. And not only that, we inherit qualities from our parents. We inherit it. Amen. I Things that just like my grandmother, my grandfather, it's in us. Now, whether it is spiritual, emotional, physical, this is a natural human biology by God's design. While even though we know sin was bad, the effects, those effects do not have to be permanent because Christ makes it possible for change. And prayer. Some people got, got to have strong prayer life. We talk about prayer, and I'm going to read this, and this is with James 5, 16, and this is through the Bible study tools. It says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that they may be healed. The prayer of the Amen. righteous person is very powerful in its effect. That right there. You know, we got to pray for our powerful. grandchildren. we got to pray for our generations to come. we got to set up generational wealth. Well, my blood pressure was so high the other night, and I mean my numbers was out of control. I was, like, writing letters to my daughter, trying to give her instructions on what to do if I didn't wake up the next morning, because I didn't know. Let me see something right quick. Hey, Riri, you know I'm on the air right now, right? 
Hey, cousin, you know I'm on radio now, right? And you on the radio too? Are you on the radio? <laughs> yeah. And we talking about breaking generational curses. Oh. oh. So I'll call you back unless you want to be talking about breaking generational curses right now. Because when we start talking about, first I'll ask you your opinion because I'm talking about weight stuff. And I know you heard me say I got to lose 100 pounds. I surrender, Riri. My fitness cousin has called me. So you called me for a reason. <laughs> Well, you can call in right now if you want to call in at 516-387-1990. Okay, bye. Put this on your calendar. I'm going to be down there the 1st through the 7th. I need to get away. I'm stressed out. I need to get away. Well, okay, for the 1st through the 7th. Okay, no problem. I'll put it on my calendar. But I'll, I'll call you right back when I take some. So plan some stuff for me. Okay, all right. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. You know what? And that is so funny because I'm talking about losing 100 pounds. Every time my cousin comes to town, she always takes me to the gym, and I'll be playing hide-go-seek at the gym. Miss <laughs> Fitness Queen herself called me. So when we start talking about um, confess and acknowledging, and God hears from us, and he will heal us from our troubles we encounter in life. Pastor, what do you think about that while I text her this number to call? What do you think about that? I when just we start- love it. I, I love the energy, and not only I love the energy, it's good to have your family members supporting what you do. And that's the key to breaking a generational curse. You can't do it by yourself. You need help from your family members, your loved ones. They don't have to be your blood relatives, but they have to be raised for war whenever the war may come. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is so true. Because you know what? And I didn't even think about calling my cousin, because my cousin can do it, because she is a fitness queen. <laughs> <laughs> I never get to go eat some food, and I didn't know. I'm asking the people, is chicken, chicken? Is you know, it's the French fries, potatoes. The food was really good, but I did. I had never ate like that before. So my wow. cousin needs my help to break, so she knows she is more than welcome to come wherever I'm at. So I truly Amen. appreciate her help me get on this fitness plan, and I, I got to tell her I give. I, I just give. So when we start talking about, like I said, and not only prayer, because a lot of times we watched our family pray. You know, I watched my grandmother pray. I watched my my mother pray. I still got my mother's Bible. And sometimes we wanted to see immediate use. We wanted to see change, like, right now, right now. And it don't always happen like that. But that don't mean that you got to stop praying. Because, like I said, God will hear from us because God is always willing to and help us through our infliction, including our generational problems. And see, sometimes we don't even look at it that way because the Bible shows us that prayer works and is vital for the Christian lifestyle. Another thing is counseling. Words, when used wisely, have the ability to heal. And in James 5.16, therapy has served as a benefit to people throughout history. And, you know, even in our black and brown communities, a lot of individuals are still afraid of therapy. I have people cracking up. My therapy style is so different. I was talking to a person the other day, and my therapy was be a effing lady. And she she had me rolling, no matter what you going to do, be a lady. Be a lady about it. So you don't want nobody sitting up here telling you textbook things. You want to make sure that you understood, that you're being heard, that they can help provide you with resources, to help you help you, but you got to give them something to work with. 
a lot of times individuals are so ashamed and they don't want to talk about it or bring up things. I tell people, even on the radio, ain't nothing you can say to blackmail me, go up in my face, it ain't going to even work. When they say no weapons formed against me shall prosper, doesn't mean that the weapons are not formed. But when we start talking about breaking them curses, one of them is taking things personal. You got family members fighting amongst each other. Because I can't even think mm. of the, the name. It's called the Mayshacks or he, whatever the names are with the McCoys when they were fighting it, either with, in, in, you know, in the neighborhood. We got people fighting each other because they're sensitive. You hurt my feelings. Or you said this about me. Really? That's a whole other thing that we need to work on is stop taking things so personal. Now, but we do got to be kind to individuals. That don't give you the right to be Amen. nasty. You the right to talk about people any kind of way. But again, therapy has served as a benefit to people throughout history and across the group. Today, people use therapy as for counseling for individuals, as even as well as family. So when we start talking about breaking some of these generational curses, sometimes we do need to get into a good therapeutic setting. We need to have someone to mediate and navigate some of these things that we have done, that we've experienced, that we've hurt one another. Pastor, what do you say about that? Because I know that sometimes even with pastoral counseling and working with families, but even, um, and I want to say this too, they have a therapy now that's called the CANS assessment. With the CANS assessment, the therapist is going and assessing the needs of the family and helping them with resources. There's interventions out there. I had a woman the other day call me and was talking about an intervention, and she said someone quoted her at $7,500. Some people can charge up to oh, wow. ten thousand. I was $500 for an intervention, you know. So, but there are people that can go out there and help you assess the family, not judge the family, but try to help hear where you guys are, find out where you want to go, and help you along the way by coming up with treatment plans and and watching and monitoring your progress. Those are no other ways that you can break these generational curses. So I'm definitely in the line of work. <laughs> I'm definitely in the work. You say fifteen hundred dollars? Oh my God! Wow. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, and the thing is this: like I said, I've been a therapist, and I've been doing this for over twenty years. I worked in the courts as a court mediator, investigator. I work with individuals from all walks of life, so I don't mind sharing what I know, and I enjoy helping other individuals to motivate them because I cannot continue to carry this torch. So So we start talking about um, these things, and I want to share some information. I kind of lost where I was going. Now, one of the things is when I talk about, well, we're not talking about, but they talk about individual change. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. So even when I'm doing therapy, a lot of times people think that they're being judged. And I laugh, and I tell people, I'm not laughing at you. I'm calming myself down. But God is faithful, and he wants to on your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to Amen. endure it. And that's in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Now, we talk about the Bible as being a book of instructions before leaving earth, but it also gives us direction for self-improvement. Sometimes we've got to pray for our family. I remember when my mother and I say that I'm a, I was, I refused to die before 59 because my mother passed away at 59 of breast cancer. And I'm not going to let mm. that be what my future is. I refuse to. She was too young to die. And one of the ways I keep her memory is alive is through the radio because Precious was her nickname. But one of my boys, I'm writing letters to my daughter 
telling my daughter, giving her instructions. You know, like they say, the Bible is a book of instructions for leaving life. I wanted to let my daughter, I don't I need you to do this, 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 this. And I put the letter in my drawer so she can find it. Now, when we change ourselves to reflect Christ, we can begin to model Christ-like behavior, even for strangers and people that don't even know us. And those are our closest to us, especially our family. That's another way of breaking generational curses when they see the God in you. I know some of my family members be mad at me. I know some of my family Amen. members be, but ain't nothing I can do about that. Because I am doing my best to break some of these curses. I saw something on Facebook. I was sending it to my auntie with, with, with people fighting. I told my auntie, I said, you know what, that looked like us, but I think we would have did worse. We probably would have stomped her, kicked her, and everything else. Oh, wow. Because that was talk. But by that same token, I had to learn how to fight different. I don't have to go out there and do street justice no more. I know how to handle situations where I don't have to be going out there doing all that. I remember there was a situation where one of my auntie's sons had got shot. One of my cousins called me, cousin, what we go do? We ain't doing nothing. We calling the police and we pressing charges. That's what we going to do. We're going to be sitting up in the courtroom and supporting one another. I said, because I'm not doing what my grandma and them had us do years ago and have me get in trouble. I got too much to lose. I, and, and my cousin had me cracking up. She said, because I can't get away that fast no more. I'm on the walker. <laughs> and it was interesting because the cousin had called me. Me and her were the worst two in the whole family after my mama passed. <laughs> so, again, oh, wow. generational curses are not erased by continuing the same problem, but rather by doing something different that causes positive change. Now, Pastor, what do you want the listeners to hear as we end the show? Because we basically okay. are different. I, I got to say this. I know we very wrapped for time. I thank all the winning team members that called in, especially Silky D and uh, Sister Pat. She was, she was the first lady that spoke, but I think everybody is calling in. It's very important for us to be on these shows so we can't hear about other generations, two-way generational curses. We might not know what to say, but we might hear something that's going to spark our brain to go to where we need to go, to say what needs to be said so God can bring the increase. I am... Pastor Dodger and CEO of the winning team, EWWN Radio, we out of here. Man, I love y'all. Peace. I appreciate you because I waited to the last minute to put the information out. I was walking around like a chicken with my head cut off. <laughs> Didn't know if I was going to make it through the show without eating and still coughing because I'm still just getting over COVID. But I appreciate you. You've definitely been a blessing along with the people that you brought to the show. I appreciate you. And Reach out to me come. after the show, please. What? Call me. Call me after what the is show. Number? Yeah, that's my direct number. I, I didn't hear it. What is I it? I take calls 24 hours, every day, all day. Okay, I didn't get the number. What's the number? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 602-332-8882. It's very important okay. for you to call me. Got it. I appreciate you. And, Sean, you talking about you watching now, you calling in the show about the end. Okay. <laughs> so, again, thank you for joining Don't really know what we're going to talk about on Monday, but I do know on Tuesday I'm going to be talking about gossip and nature because we need to be careful mm. with our house, and we're going to be talking about that in regards to gossiping nature. And that's going to be on Tuesday at Precious Predicaments Blog 
Talk Radio at 11.30 a.m. Pacific. And if you have any topics that you want me to bring to the table, let me know. You can email me at um, jabnylmft at gmail.com or preciouspredicaments at gmail.com. I love to hear your input. Amen. And I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bless you.